Hello and welcome to episode 111 of the Perth to Paisley podcast. The best league in the world is back. The worst Hearts podcast in the world is back. Uh, and you know it's a strange time when Hearts are beating Kilmarnock and Gorgie to chat about that match. Alongside myself, Adam Kennedy, and some other things, uh, is Daniel McIver. Mr McIver, how are you? Hope all's well. Doing, doing very well, yeah. We've had a month off. I hope everybody's found it okay. Um, doing, doing good. The World Cup was... Weird, we'll get into it. It was a weird feeling, but hearts are back now. As you say, an unexpected win that I did not plan on having, but yeah, doing well. It's Christmas, I'm in the Christmas jumper. You'll be in one soon. <laughs> Love and life. How are you? I've not even got the option. I, I'm great, mate. I'm great. The, the World Cup was weird, wacky, wonderful. The fairy tale ending. The greatest of all time gets the trophy that's eluded him up until now after possibly the greatest final that I've ever seen. That was just something else. I mean, the, the entire tournament, to be fair, how mad is it that the World Cup winners essentially had to get past a heart centre-back en route to lifting this trophy? What a wild and, thought. And technically nearly did he, because it was a narrow win in the end. Yes, <laughs> very much so. That, that, I mean, that game containing the best of the world's brilliant and Messi must be honoured to play against Kai Rose. Ah, exactly. Like, I want his focus on Kai Rose because obviously Atkinson played and did remarkably well considering who he was up against despite <laughs> the way some again. people would act, were acting on Twitter as if it was like Ennis Cameron or something. It was like, can everybody calm down? He's done quite well. Um, Devlin sadly didn't play, but got a better memento than anyone who was in the Australia squad. But Ridiculous. the two, the two kind of standouts from the Australian team were Harry Souter and Kai Rolls. And Kai was, it, I remember at the start of the tournament, seeing a bunch of people be like, "Oh, I, I don't know how well Kai will play. Like, I don't know how much he'll play. It'll be interesting to see if um, clubs kind of take an interest in them." And by the time Australia went out. Hearts Twitter had decided that the opening bid was twenty five million. <laughs> I was hearing twenty five million per toe. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, um, what a tournament he had. Uh, and what what a tournament it was. Do you know what the World Cup took a lot of flack? I don't want to touch upon any of that because quite rightly it took some flack. But in terms of on the park, it was a slow starter. Don't get me wrong; like some of the groups were honking, but I actually felt it was decent toward the end. Would that would you call on that? I'll be honest, I disagree purely because I just couldn't get into it. I watched Fair. all the Australia games. I didn't I didn't really watch any other group stage games. I, I caught bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, I, I just couldn't get into it. The, the round of 16, I watched the Australia game. And I watched a lot of Argentina purely because I was supporting Argentina for Messi. And then again... I didn't like. I didn't watch any Brazil games. I didn't watch any Spain games apart from the second half against Germany. Um, it, it just wasn't for. I'm not into international football. I was about to say you times. are so anti-international yeah. <laughs> But particularly with this World Cup and everything, I just couldn't get into it. But the final, I would disagree. It's the best final ever, purely because we hold that with a 5-1 yeah but, I know but I mean I, my dad did say that as well when I, when I international international finals it's the best it's the best oh. World Cup final at the very least yeah um, I was 
I was an emotional wreck at the end of it. My heart rate got up to 178, so that was some laugh Jesus. in extra time. Uh, and I'm just—I was just so happy for Messi. I was sc- when they scored in extra time. I screamed at the TV, "Don't use fuck this up for him!" And they did and nearly. They, I was say they very nearly did. That was. But, I mean, Kylian Mbappe scoring a hat trick in a World Cup final, and you still end up on the losing team and but, scoring a penalty. It, like his penalty in the shootout as well. Three penalties. <laughs> like how much more has he got to do? Thanks very much for the first pen as well, given that I had Messi and Mbappe both to score and both teams to receive a card. Thank you very much. I mean, maybe this was just a great tournament because I rinsed the bookies for once. I was about to say, I had a bet that I thought was nailed on. It was both teams to have one shot on target each in each half. And by half time, France hadn't got out their front. Their France own were hogging that first half. Like, I did. I, did not see that coming at 80 minutes I really nah. didn't up until the pen I thought France have just like replicated their quarterfinal performance against England their semi-final performance against Morocco where they're just like getting results I was starting to believe that their name was already like written on it yeah. do you know what I mean like just yeah. because of how they were getting through I thought like it would just have been an absolute sin for Messi and for Argentina had they not won that it is a testament to how good the final 10 minutes of the game and the rest of extra time and penalties were that people are calling it the best final ever because for 80 minutes it was, yeah, it was a rubbish game. game. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's but it fair. still is. It's still it's easily the best World Cup final. Like Just considering the stakes on it, as you say, the literally fairy tale ending, the, probably the two best players in the world just now yeah. Yeah. being like arguably... Each were man of the match, depending on how you look at it. Just, it was amazing. I'm so happy for Messi. So buzzing for him. And now he's got to go into the PSG dressing room with Mbappe and just wave it up and be like, hi, Neymar's sad in the corner, dancing into the ground. As am I. You know that Mbappe is going to transfer this Messi. He's wanting that into Miami oh, deal done. See you later. 100%. Thanks, Thanks for ruining my summer. He's, Messi's never scoring again. He's going to be training with the kids for the rest of the season. That's it. I, I, I was thinking about that. Like he's ruined. I said he's summer there, but it's, it's winter, of course. Yeah. But until the summer, until he can piss off, arguably, that's like like what a shit start to your year, and rubbish end to be, your year. He's going to be doing it all the time. <laughs> just like whenever there's a moment where he's shouting for the ball, and Bappy's like, "Why?" It's like because we beat you, <laughs> right? So give me the ball. I'm more trusted with it. Get it right round you, we killer. Uh, yeah. nah, no, I tell you who needs to get it right round them. Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> and Piers Morgan. Have yes. some of that. F- fully support that. Fully support. <sighs> so, I just never so find like I never understood the debate between no, Messi neither. and Ronaldo. Neither. Like I always thought Messi is the clear thing, and I, I I get it for some people that you need the World Cup. I think, regardless of that result, he was the best of all time. But now it kind of puts it to bed completely. It's like, he is just the best ever. Without a doubt. And he's faced, you know, three Hearts players and Jason Cummings. All exactly. route to the trophy. Exactly. What more do you want? Nah, exactly. Exactly. Ah, that's it. So, got past the SPFL Select. Before we start talking about the SPFL and Hearts' game and what have you, uh, we're going to touch on some news. Of course, it's been a while, as you mentioned. What was it, five weeks we've been away? Five weeks, yeah. Four weeks, probably been the best four or five weeks of the listeners' yep. lives, but we're back, so sorry about that. Um, we're going to go through the terrifying, uh, the sad, and the good 
in that order. First up, Heart of Midlothian will face Hibernian oh, God, <laughs> in the fourth yeah. round of the Scottish Cup. Uh, Robbie Nielsen's Jambos will lock horns with the Edinburgh rivals uh, on sa- Sunday, January the 22nd. I've already requested this off work, so we better beat those bastards. Um, McIver, your initial reaction? Were you were you surprised? Because no. upon Hibs being first drawn out the hat, <laughs> I certainly was not. It was like, for 80 years, we played them like six times. And in the last 12, we've played them about 10? It's un- it is wild, isn't it? It's unbelievable, man. I'm not going. I've got the opportunity <laughs> to get a ticket. I'm not going. Because... In the history of Heart of Midlothian and Hibernian football clubs, we have played two games at Easter Road in the Scottish Cup. I've been at both of them, and we've lost both of them. Nice. So, I'm <laughs> going nowhere near, man. Nowhere near. I hate but, it. I the, hate the, it. The worst I've seen is a nil-nil or a one-each draw. So, at the very worst, it'll go to extra time by this logic. But I can't I think... handle that because there's no replays, is there? No, there's not. It'll so it needs to be straight. settled on the day. Yeah. Um, I I think I might be wrong and I'll have my dad to be like, what are you talking about? That's wrong. I think in my life I've been to six games at Easter Road, including the women's team. <laughs> and I've seen two wins, a draw and three losses. I must have one of the worst records for any Hearts fan. He's, my brother's like you. My brother's never seen us lose. I think my brother's exclusively seen us win for the men's team and then he saw us draw for the women's team and lose on pens in the Capital Cup. a better record than me. Yeah, so he's going. So good, we should good. be fine. The ones are good. I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this has to be his first win at Easter Road, doesn't it? It has to be. Otherwise, our season's done. For well, being that's honest. not true. That's not true. <sighs> kind Third of is, is still huge. Do you, do you think? Do you think there is? Oh, I can't believe I was gonna. I was gonna come out and say oh, that sounds so. No. Oh that, god. No, I'm, I, I was gonna say. Do you think there is competition for third? But there clearly is. There clearly no, is. I think there. I think Aberdeen are the clear competition for third. Only I competition don't... for third. No, I was going to say, and weirdly, St Johnston. Mate, where is where have they come from? <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't like, know what's what? going on. And Livy, I, we'll say that. I swear Livy we both tipped them for the drop. Yeah, I, I feel like Livy are more likely to than St Johnston. Maybe. Yeah, Livy have a better chance of sustaining it across the rest yeah, of the I'll season. Because Martindale yeah. is just a genius. He's um, really good, isn't he? He's just good. <laughs> um, we're going to touch on the sad now. Obviously, two deaths connected to the football club. Norrie Davidson, who scored the winning goal for Hearts in the League Cup final of 1962, and former chairman Leslie Deans, obviously chair when Hearts ended their trophy drought in 1998. Not nice news, McIver. Two big connections to the football club. Yeah, absolutely. And two men who are in like linked to silverware, which is yeah. not very common for Hearts and kind of most clubs outside of Celtic and Rangers within Scotland. So to be linked, and especially... Leslie Deans, just because of our ages, I have more knowledge on Leslie Deans. Um, to be the chairman when we break that barren spell is amazing. 42 by years. All, yeah, by all accounts, very much a Hearts fan. Kind of wound up a lot of non-Hearts fans with some of his comments. Um, but fair play to him. And Norrie Davidson, like, 
that is literally a legendary thing to have associated with you, especially in a competition that we never win. The, the last time we won it, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah exactly. So, so there you go. Like the forty-two-year drought of the Scotch Cup ended with Leslie Dean's at the helm, if you like, uh, and Norrie Davison. I mean, how many folk can say that they scored the winning goal for Hearts in a cup final? So, exactly. So sad, sad news. But before we get chatting about the action, there is a t- spot of good news. Um, and that is Liam Boyce extending his deal with the Jambos. Uh, I'm just going to read the little blurb thing off the website because this will drag out a bit of time. And considering we've only got one game to talk about, I don't know how long this episode's going to be. So, <laughs> Hart Midlothian Football Club is delighted to confirm that Liam Boyce has signed a contract extension. The forward has penned a deal that will keep him at Tynecastle Park until 2024 with the option of a further year subject to Scottish FA approval. Uh, I'll, I'll just skim 35 goals in 87 appearances including 16 during last season's campaign currently sidelined with a cruciate injury the 31 year old is busy rehabbing with the target of being involved before the season's end and Robbie Nielsen hopes he'll be able to call upon Boyce's services in the first part of next year the gaffer said it's great news that Liam has committed his future to the club uh, he's an integral part of the team and really suits our style of play so to know that he's going to be here longer is really positive we're not rushing him. He'll continue to rehab and build up his fitness when he's ready to be involved. Then we'll involve him. And Joe Savage said, Liam's a top player and we want to look after him as we do with all our players. It was obviously a massive blow to lose him for so long, but it gave everyone a chance to sit down and discuss things. And we're really happy that we were all in agreement that his future is with Hearts. There's a further year's option on his contract and I'm pretty confident that we'll see Boise continue to bang in the goals beyond 2024. McIver, we're both big fans of Boise. Had to be done, didn't it? Absolutely, and especially I'm glad with that further year, which is an optional extension, because I wanted a two-year deal. Um, Genuinely, I don't understand the people who didn't want him to stay. Um, On top of those 35 goals, he's also got 15 assists, so 50 goal contributions in 87 games is just incredible. Bloody bad, is it? When he got hurt, it is noticeable which certain players suddenly tailed off as well and the team itself we've kind of finally got used to not playing with them but time will tell if we can actually continue that he is I've I've always said it he's our most important outfield player everything he does makes us good and when he's having an off day we have an off day when he's even slightly on it we play well I know people will look at his goals and go, he doesn't score enough, even though he scored 16 last season. Um, <laughs> that was our fault, though. As we were yeah, exactly. We jinxed that. Show. Sorry, yeah, man. we absolutely jinxed that. And he has been very clear to me personally that he holds us responsible for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, was, yeah, I was going to say, the fact that he's not ribbed us more is testament yeah. to his character. What a great absolutely. guy. Absolutely. But just even when he wasn't scoring, when he dropped into the 10 was so clear how good he was allowing others freedom Ellis Sims blossomed so well under him Barry Mackay was I think so much of Barry Mackay's season last season was down to how well Liam Boyce played delighted for him hopefully he's back sooner rather than later his interview was great it does just make sense on a personal level his family settled here his kids are in school it makes sense delighted and I hope we take up that extra year as well yeah, it seems to be a, a win for all parties. You talking about Ellis Sims there? Just <laughs> I watched him for Sunderland recently, and I was like, "Big man, get, get back up the road." I'm missing. Literally, so much. the best of both worlds is happening. 
Ellis Sims is doing well, but Sunderland are somehow managing to bottle everything at all times. So I'm loving life. It's great. As long as Sims continues to go from strength to strength, but Sunderland obviously don't for you. Yeah, exactly. Marvellous. Shall I chuck my Christmas jumper on now? Yes. So for listeners who aren't watching this, as Adam put it on, I'll explain this. Last year this happened... I had a Christmas jumper on because it's the Christmas episode. We're releasing this only a couple of days before Christmas. Adam last year, nothing. Nada. So this year, I'm back on, if you're watching on YouTube, with the Christmas jumper. He was sat there about to not have anything. Goes, I don't even have a Christmas jumper. And then he lets it slip that no, he does actually have a Coca-Cola Christmas top. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can now see... He's put it on, he's got the Santa drinking, we're both in the festive cheer, and we're about to speak about a heart twin. It's going great. Caesar's greetings, Feliz Navidad. Uh, I don't even like Coke. That's the, that's the, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm drinking I'm, Coke. I'm We've an, got a sponsorship uh, on the go. I, I'm it's an happening. Iron Brew man. 100%. I'm also an Iron Brew man. Uh, are you I'm both? I'm a fan of both. I'm a fan of both. Oh, Not no, at the same no. time. Oh, it, one after the other. <laughs> that's, that's plenty. I'm a fan of Iron Brew. I'm a fan of all things Scottish. And that, of course, evolves the Scottish Premiership. See that? What a segue that is. He's he's back. He's back, baby. Um, We're going to go around the grounds because the cinch is back. Uh, And it all kicked off on Thursday, the 15th of December. The Michael Beale era at Rangers kicking off with a five-goal thriller in what was a fantastic advert for Scottish football upon its return. Uh, And that ended Rangers 3, Hibernian 2 at Ibrox. Uh, Saturday saw Livingston versus Dundee United and Motherwell versus St Mirren both fall victim to the weather. However, the first game was at lunchtime and that saw Celtic squeeze past Aberdeen 1-0 at Pataudry thanks to a late goal from Callum McGregor. Uh, and alongside our game, of course, which we'll get into uh, at three, St Johnston came from behind to beat 10-man Ross County thanks to an Ali Crawford brace. What did you make of the other goings-on within the cinch, McIver? Uh, so the first game, the Hibs Rangers game, I I wasn't really paying attention to it until about half an hour in when I checked my phone and it was, oh, there's been everything happening ever in the opening <laughs> 15 minutes. Um, I don't know I don't know what to make of either side, really, because in the first half, Hibs could have had three or four, which is yeah. insane to say at Ibrox. And then in the second half, Rangers could have had three or four and Hibs just looked abysmal. Um Friend of the family, Terry Patterson, who's a Hearts fan, made it very clear that I have to say that's now Hibs five places from the bottom and we're only in December. <laughs> um, so who knows what's going to happen with that? Uh, no, Killian, Dundee United are two. They are, <laughs> Hibs are not in danger of getting relegated purely because of that. <laughs> we're going to touch on Kelly later on, don't you worry? I've yes. got some questions to ask about Kelly. Absolutely, but I don't know how Rangers fans will be feeling about the Michael Beale era. They'll probably take a lot of positives from the second half, but they'll want to forget really quickly about the first half especially. Can I just say, we're recording the Tuesday night, so Aberdeen yeah. and Rangers are about to go toe-to-toe at Pataudry. I'm really intrigued to see how that plays out, because Aberdeen against Celtic, which is no doubt the next game that you were going to come on to. Oh my goodness gracious me. Wow. Well, what was it? It finished 33 shots from Celtic to 2 of Aberdeen or something like uh, that? Ab- Aberdeen had something like 19% or 20% possession, two shots. Callum McGregor made more passes than the entire Aberdeen yeah, team. Yeah, I saw that. <sighs> it's crazy. And, however, oh. though, 
it is interesting, as you say, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when we finish recording and what Aberdeen do. Because Jim Goodwin could rightly make the argument it nearly worked. But in one moment, they got oh. to the right to the end of the game and it nearly worked. I'd, it would be interesting to see the narrative if that goal hadn't went in and all those stats were the same, yeah. but Aberdeen had managed to get a point. Like, for oh, example, tonight. Then, then the media would have been praising it all totally. Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I've got to be honest. If you implement that away from home, good on you. I think at home, you know, Aberdeen had won five league games on the spin at Pataudry. They've they're been just, amazing at Pataudry this season. They're just back, you know, a capacity crowd, no doubt, against the reigning champions, the league leaders. Why, why not? Why not just try and like they didn't even I, I couldn't even tell you when they got out their half. <laughs> At least look as though you're gonna try and do some damage. They didn't even do that. I saw um I saw Goodwin speak. He he was obviously, as expected, he was quite defensive about it, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> wow. basically he made the point that they went to Ibrox a few weeks ago and had a go and got absolutely battered. Now, I know the solution... It's not binary. It's not either you go and have a go or you do that. But maybe Goodwin in his head thought it was binary. So it'll be interesting to see, as we say tonight in a couple of hours when we're finished, if they do the exact same, if they go for it, or if they try and find that balance. They're defending deep, but then... Because they've got a lot of pace in that attack. I don't know how fast Majofsky is, but that like Duke's really Duke's fast. Bezzy's quick. Yeah. Like... It will be interesting, uh, and then I can't believe, by the way, that all these games are getting called off, and the one that doesn't get called off is Ross County. Um, <laughs> I know. I said these. I said they got Saturday. I was thinking it must be absolutely Baltic up in Dingwall. Yeah, going to the, like you'd have to pay me to go to that game. Yeah, um, the stag has been linked with Cole Stockton, by the way, as we speak. Have they? Yeah, which would be a oh laugh. Oh my god! How Get him start? back up. Oh jeez! Um, All that reeks of a one 0 Ross County up in the goal stalls, doesn't it? It definitely does. From a Ross uh, Callahan wonder ball. Oh, they dear. could have done us a massive favour though, because them winning would have been much better for us. And considering they were what fifteen minutes away for a win, but then the red card changes changes a lot. And not gonna lie, Celtic did us a favour as well. I was watching it thinking. Yeah. You could, I, I, honestly, I was adamant in my mind that this is going to end nil-nil and they'll somehow get a point off this mob. Well, this is the thing. We really need to take advantage of this run because it seems that everybody around us is putting the old firm at all times. Absolutely. <laughs> it's I, so Aber- weird. Aberdeen's festive fixtures are really tricky in particular. Hibs so are as well. I think, back. I think Hibs play Rangers, Celtic, Livy, us. Jesus. Yeah, got, got to take advantage. Yeah. Which and we did. First, and yeah, and the first step in successfully doing so was a 3-1 victory over Kilmarnock at Tynecastle. Our first victory over Killy in Gorgie since December 2016. I was 18 years of age. I'm now 24. That's a quarter of my life ago. What on earth is happening? What is, what is up with hearts and these rank records? Killy at, at Tyne, St Johnston in Perth, up until recently, Ross County up in Dingwall... This football club. It's interesting though as well, because I swear Kelly have like the reverse record at Easter Road, so it's not even like it's an Edinburgh thing. It's like it's just a Gorgie thing. I don't get it. That's that's quite that's quite a decent bit title material, a Gorgie thing. Yeah, that's all right. Better than Josh Gift now, eh? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> or Cammy Delflin. Yes, exactly. We've been Terrible. trying it. Before, before we started recording, we were trying to think of Christmas puns, and Adam came up with Josh Gift Fairley and Cammy Delflin. So that's the quality we're dealing with. We're oh, back. I bet you're all delighted. Let's just not release this. Yeah, <laughs> Let's just have a chat and then just not release it. Yeah. Um, however, talking about the Kelly game, we're going to talk about the squad selection because finally the time that we've all been craving has come. Hearts are back after the World Cup and we were able to call upon a plethora of players. Robbie Nielsen was thankfully able to welcome both Craig Halkett and Stephen Kingsley back into his three-man defence in place of Toby Sibick and the suspended Kai Rolls, much to our delight. Uh, and Andy Halliday also returned in place of Arrestus Kielmert-Soglu in the third change from the 1-0 draw against Livy last time out, meaning that the Jambos lined up as follows. I took it as a four, uh, sorry, a 3-4-3. I saw talk of a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. It looked as though... It was a three. Me, anyway, it was definitely yeah. a three. It looked as though it was Gordon and goal. Halkett, Kingsley, Cochrane at the back were agreed on. Mm-hmm. Smith, Devlin, Snodgrass and Halliday in the quartet yep. across the middle of the park. But the front three was Josh Janelli, Barry Mackay and Lauren Shankland. Yet Josh Janelli seemed to occupy more of a central position in the early exchanges. What did you make of that team, Mackay? You must have been delighted, obviously, to see the defenders return to the starting eleven first and foremost. Absolutely. I saw a stat where it was like it, it was the first time we were able to play Halkett and Kingsley together for more than half an hour since September the 3rd or something. Like, wow. Something mental because they played like yeah, minutes. It was the, it was the re- because uh, yeah, Halkett yeah. kept getting hurt uh, against Zurich in the ah, playoff. Zurich, that's right. Yeah, and then Kingsley got hurt and had to come off when Halkett came back. So it's just crazy. Oh, yeah, an absolute mismatch all over the park, isn't it? And unbelievably, we still were missing Rolls, Haring, GMS, Humphreys. Like we still had a bunch Benny of players. Boyce. Benny Boyce in terms of long term injuries as well. So we still have so many other people still waiting to come by. It's, it's mad. But generally, that's probably the strongest team we have right now, barring injuries. The only exception is Rolls to come in after his suspension. Um, and then who moves out to... Uh, I'm assuming that you're going to put Kingsley Cochrane in place of Halliday. Yeah, I would play a three of Kingsley left, Rolls right, Halkett in the middle with... Cochrane and Smith wing backs. Interesting. And Devlin and Sodgrass, your preferred pairing in the middle? Yeah. Person. Although this season, Halliday will be wanting to be a part of that and would justly <laughs> want to be a part of that. Uh, I think it's the, the weird benefit and negative of Snodgrass is his age, but the benefit to that is that we have Halliday <laughs> to be able to come in, who I know isn't exactly 25 himself. Spring but chicken. Yeah, but he's able to do so. In regards to Gino playing through the middle, he absolutely was. I wouldn't say it was a 3-4-3 th- three, three in terms of the three were wingers. Yeah, one, they were two. like They were like tens almost. Yeah. It was weird. But they were also drifting wide. So three, I four, don't really two, know. one, if you will. And yeah. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was else? delighted with it. I was, I was really, really happy. And we'll get into it. But specifically the, the defence, I thought they were fantastic. Oh, well, that's nice. I mean, in fairness, looking back at the highlights, they didn't exactly have much to do first half because that's we made true. A, a superb start. Um, the first yeah. big chance came on 10 minutes. It's a lovely ball from Barry Mackay, which sets Josh Janelli on his bike. 
Gino whips one over to Michael Smith on the far side. He finds Cammy Devlin, who I think should shoot. But no, instead, he shouldn't. Well, because it's Cammy Devlin. It's Cammy Devlin. <laughs> he should not shoot. <laughs> and he's he's too smart. Looks to fight uh, Andy Halliday. Uh, like I say, when a shot looked to be on, but Halliday's the one to hit it, albeit it's straight at Sam Walker in the Kelly goal. There's a few minutes later, Barry Mackay looks menacing down the left-hand side again, but his cross is turned behind by Kerr McEnroy uh, for a Hearts corner, but nothing comes of that. However, the breakthrough arrives on 18 minutes. Stephen Kingsley's long punt, you won't hear me say that phrase very often because that man is a wonderful footballer, uh, is poorly headed back by our former trialist, Joe Wright, looking to find Sam Walker in the Kelly goal. But Josh Ginelli uses his electric pace to advance beyond him and coolly half-volley beyond Sam Walker. Yes, it's a Kelly mishap, but it's a good finish from Josh Ginelli, isn't it, McIver? Definitely, and Gino just seems to be... It's playing for that contract form. He's just... He's loving life just now, which is great. Um, I think Joe Wright gets caught in two minds. I think initially his decision is, I want to head this forward, and then he gets caught under his own feet and goes, oh, okay, I'll just head it backwards. But is, but I think you can tell he goes, oh, I'm way too far away to be heading this backwards. Like, there's no <laughs> chance it's getting... A defensive disaster class at the back for Kelly. Exactly. And clearly the right decision not to sign him <laughs> as a <laughs> trialist. Um, but it's a really good finish by Gino. It... I, I will be honest, I thought he'd messed it up when he takes a, like that moment to let it drop. I yeah, was like, the stance, he seems to kind of... Yeah. But it is, it is a fantastic finish. And like you say, his deal's up in May. I, I want to talk about this because I was quite critical of Josh Ginelli last season, but I think he's been good for us this current campaign. I really do. Yeah. I think out of, wide, out of all the kind of wide area options, he's probably been the outstanding candidate, really. Is he the next for you that should be offered a new deal? Because... I, I think he's stuck under the radar, really. See, I'm trying to think of other people who are coming out of contract, actually. We don't have that many, which is great. Like, we're, we've been quite good with our contract. Yeah, we've done, but yeah, we've done pretty well to tie most of them down, but obviously John Suter, look how that's turned out. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I want to specifically mention, by the way, Barry Mackay, because I thought Back to this... his best, perhaps? In this first half, I thought he kind of got... He was a lot quieter in the second half. But in the first half especially, I thought he was kind of... Ba- not back to his best, but... It, it was looking like, menacing, wasn't it? He yes. was trying to make things happen, and that's that's been lacking for a wee while. He's, he's sort of been ghosting out on the left, hasn't he? Definitely. And I was I was really happy. There was about five passes he made that were, like, defence splitting completely. Just couldn't quite do anything. Also, Devlin was playing similar level passes. And I was like, what's happened? You went. You got Messi's shirt, and it's given him his power. He's like soaked in Messi's power into him, and he's just playing like twenty-yard passes that are fizzing along the ground. Must be something about Graham Arnold, because that's the second time that Australia have reached the round of sixteen. So yeah. just just learning from a great gaffer, isn't he? Exactly. Uh, so they, they Even though he's not playing a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you said it, not me. I'm, I'm his yeah. mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see this message shot out of the house. <laughs> it's in a bank in Australia. Oh, absolutely guaranteed. Has he actually stored it away? I don't know. We need, we need to get him on and ask him. He, he, he doesn't know where it is. He just knows it's in a bank in Australia. That's it. 
His mum and dad have dealt with it. They oh, know it. He didn't even take it you're, home. You're obsessed with him. Eh? We need him on. He was interviewed on Sky Sports about it. Oh, oh was it? Oh, somebody's yeah. beat us to it. Who was it? Luke Shanley or somebody's beaten us to it? No, it was like on the like they interviewed Nielsen oh. and Gordon and then Devlin because they were like, we need to speak to you about Messi. <laughs> Bastard. Oh, I should have messaged him. That should have been our bloody exclusive, yeah. Tommy. Shock it. It's, it's just you joke. being lazy. That's what oh, I standard. I've been busy. Yeah, been busy. Um, yeah, use the excuses. Who's <laughs> <laughs> meant to come on? We'll get him on. We'll get, we'll get him on. We'll get him and Kai Rolls while he's still a Hearts player because it's yeah, going to be long. That's, that's a short window. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of fantastic defenders, Stephen Kingsley again looks to find Josh Janelli behind the Kelly defence. He looks offside, didn't appear to be any flag, but yeah, then we realise that Lewis Mayo is playing him on. Do you not think so? I think if that went to VR, he'd just be off. But either way, I mean, it didn't really matter because yeah. at a tighter angle, his effort trickled by to the post. Um, but on 27 minutes, another major talking point, Liam Donnelly fouls Andy Halliday on the edge of the area, considering Hearts are giving a free kick. First of all, McIver, is he in or out the box? Where the contact is, is out, is out the, the box. box. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and Liam Donnelly, Liam Donnelly is subsequently booked Josh Janelli, Barry Mackay Robert Snodgrass all showing an interest in this free kick it's the veteran Snodgrass that takes who whips in a lovely ball and there's the former Air United legend Lauren Shankland to nod home against Kilmarnock to double the men in maroon's advantage Snodgrass delivery Shanklin putting the ball in the back of the net two favourite aspects of mine whilst watching this Hearts team McIver Two zip, happy days. I have I have four points to make on this. Number one, I was furious Kingsley wasn't over it. I was sat going. I don't think that favours him. No, but I was like, I just want him taking all set pieces. So I was sat <laughs> it's going been too long. <laughs> this will be. I just want to see if we see Kingsley. Kick. So guys was like getting ready, and I was like, this will be rubbish. <laughs> Nothing will happen here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this inch perfect ball. Oh, I love him, mate. So number good. two, number two, delighted for Shankland. Like it's such a good bit of movement to get in between both centre halves. They don't know what to do, and it creates just a space. Number three, when he did his celebration, I was like, that seems quite personal. And my brother went, he was at air for like four years. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> And then, number four, you won't have seen this as you want at the game. No, I Shanklin's celebrating. Everybody's loving life. Graham Eason's like, score on number nine, Lauren Shanklin. And on the big screen, it just has number 10, Liam Boyce. And Boyce oh. is standing like that. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah, my, my old man took the ticket and I, I asked him what he made of the game. And he said, first half, one-way traffic and his hearts nearly do we nearly end up ballsing it up but he missed out the fact that Liam Boyce was giving it Ooh. just doing that and just everyone in the stadium just started laughing <laughs> an important point however though, after this goal and I noticed it Kelly changed formation oh. they also went homework. I like it I, I just I physically realised it because I noticed about two minutes later that suddenly Devlin wasn't getting on the ball as much and it made me go, oh, what's happened? And I realised they changed to a three and they put, I don't know who it was, unfortunately, they put someone else in midfield and even though for the rest of the first half 
we still were, were very much in control. That's when it started to kind of change a wee bit. And in the second half, they kept that shape and it really benefited them. But that then asks the question, surely that's not an unexpected thing from us? Having Devlin be in all the energy, and especially when we're playing a midfield two of, with all respect to Snodgrass, because he generally had a good game, a 35-year-old, you're relying on Devlin to do all the work. Why would you not put an extra man in there from the start? It's all well and good doing it 2-0 up. But what... What what would you then go four three three and have Devlin and Halliday yeah. either side of Snodgrass? No, no. Cochran, I mean Smith. No, I mean from a Kamarnik perspective. All oh, right, I mean, sorry. Why would Derek McInnes not, especially with such an experienced manager? Why would he not think not do right? It's going to be Devlin and Snodgrass in the middle of the park. Devlin's all the energy there. If we put three in midfield, one can sit on Snodgrass, the other two can sit on Devlin, and then we've got control of the midfield. Doing it at 2-0 down, it's kind of like, well, yeah, anybody could do that. And again, like, I was talking about Aberdeen's record at Pataudry. Kelly have won the last five games in Gorgie against Hearts. Surely you must have some type of belief. Like, would, would you think that he was playing for a point off the get-go? Or what, what, Maybe. What, what's your I thoughts? know, obviously. obviously probably listen. view it as a good point, if we're being honest, away, away at us. I was just about to say that. We are kind... It may be an entitlement thing. They're scrapping down the bottom of the league. Any point to them is as is important. Yeah. I, I can understand going with that back four, but and and especially Nielsen said after it that that's why they put Gino through the middle because he, he noticed that it was that. just a two two centre half and Gino can get through the middle. If you have a three, it means that literally one person just gets to sit on Gino. And Ash Taylor and Joe Wright. Ain't the quickest, are they? Exactly. So, They're two big physical guys, so Shanklin might have struggled, but Gino doesn't. Uh, probably, like, in the game at Rugby Park, we were feeding it up to Stephen Humphreys, whereas that's mm-hmm. food and drink to Ash Taylor in particular. Yeah. He'll just head absolutely anything and everything away. Um, on 35 minutes, Parks would have the ball in the net for, for a third time. Josh Janelli slips through. Alex Cochran, who is a man possessed as he marauds forward... But it was to no avail as he was ultimately ruled offside. You must have been absolutely devastated. I knew he was offside as soon as he got it. I was like, <laughs> he's a mile off here, by the way. So, like, you did that thing where it was like, well. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't. Classic. I just stayed sat going, nah, he's offside. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, but I, it's just great to see him have the confidence to actually get in those positions. And that, again, all came through Barry Mackay getting the ball and just dragging everybody forward and it gave Cochrane that freedom to overlap. He's been outstanding as wee Cochrane, isn't he? he yeah, really has. You're, you're obviously me. his biggest fan, so... Yeah. Yeah, top, top player. And a good wee purchase, that. Um, Definitely. It could have been three heading into halftime as Cochrane and Mackay link up in the middle of the park. The former light finds the latter. He slips to Shankland, a lovely reverse to tee up Josh Janelli, but he balloons wide. Got that would have be been goal of the season. Oh... It was, was so good. Liquid football. Yeah, Absolutely it was excellent. Superb. Yeah. Bar the finish. Yeah, which he does sclaff. <laughs> like, he just kind of... I think he just opens his body too much and kind of leans back a bit. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he seems to kind of thrash at it, which you yeah. would have expected in his goal, because he does tend to do that, yeah. Ginelli. But that was cool. Cam collected the effort to, to put a sleeve up. Certainly wasn't. Um, but... 
up the other end. The visitors could have easily pulled one back before the interval. Liam Polworth tests Craig Gordon from range, but that seems a routine stop. However, Kerr McEnroy's corner is headed wide. I don't actually know who connects with it, but it's a golden chance passed up right at the end of the first half. Right, listen. We'll kind of get on that more. That was the warning. Speaking about the, the goal, morning. the Kelly goal later, we have had a break, right? We've, we've been in Spain. We've been we've been fighting Spanish teams, right? <laughs> Taking on the mobs. Yeah. What have we been doing that we still don't know how to defend across? It's unbelievable. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make an excuse for the management and coaching team here, in that the centre halves. It's 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 literally it's two or three strangers at a time. There's been no consistency That's with fair. regards to selection. Yeah, and I think that ultimately is... Like, if you've got a settled defensive... I think... I, I like a settled 11, don't get me wrong, but I think defensively it's key. More, yeah, it's more, more than important else to have a settled defence. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think, hopefully, as you say, with Kai Rolls obviously going to be back from suspension, we start to see that um, and that be those three. So, In fairness... This is just a testament to how good Kai Rolls is. Because that game at Ibrox, Kai Rolls just came back in and was heading everything. But That's true. That's true. We don't, like he I is, say, mate, he's not going to be here play our long. best defender yeah, now is. already. Yeah. I'm I'm I can't wait to see his little ginger noggin. It's great. What a player. Um, but in saying that, with the Kelly chance, Hearts also again play some lovely stuff. Again, numerous players involved. Cochrane looks to build from the back. Snodgrass plays it to Halliday, centres for Ginelli. He finds Mackay, who slips it back out wide to the overlapping Andy Halliday, but his cross evades everybody as Lauren Shanklin was looking to close in at the back stick. But, Mackayvert, we played some scintillating stuff in that first half. We really did. But, what I want to ask you is, <laughs> were we really good? Were Kelly really bad? Or was it somewhere in between? What were your thoughts? It's probably somewhere in between. Because we... The actual football we played was really good. We were prioritising triangles out wide, which is something we haven't done a lot. What normally happens is one of the full-backs slash wing-backs will get it and feed it to one of the wingers, and then they, the winger will then just drive. But in that game, and Nielsen said it benefits from the formation change, is that you can be the full-back or wing-back, give it off to the midfielder and continue your run and overlap and then get it back and then that allows for crosses into the box. That's great to see, and we could see that a lot in that first half. But I couldn't believe how bad Killy were, considering uh, the game they gave us at Rugby Park and in the Cup, and now is when I want to mention the reason I think that is. If we had had this podcast last week, I would have predicted a 1-0 Killy win with Innes Cameron scoring. However, Innes Cameron did something clearly really bad in the warm-up because he was starting. However, literally as the teams were walking out, it was announced over the tannoy that Ennis Cameron got hurt and a youngster came in. Bobby and Wales. Yes. Bobby Wales... Derek McInnes didn't speak to the media. I don't know if this is a thing. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that it was uh, Tony Doherty on so, the scene. listening to Tony Doherty was interesting. I actually listened to what he said to their own media on their Twitter. And he said they didn't change the game plan at all from Innes Cameron. They said, we're giving Bobby Wales this chance and we're going to treat it the exact same. So I think the problem was, is that, listen, Bobby Wales is clearly a youngster getting his opportunity. 
he's not the same focal point that Ennis Cameron is, and they continue to go long a lot as if Ennis Cameron was still up there. And or I think dare I say it, the suspended Kyle Lafferty as well. Of course, yeah, absolutely. And I don't think it was any mistake they got better in the second half when Christian Deutsch came on, who I don't think as a game had a good game, but he allowed, because he was a sticking point and a focal point, it allowed players like Armstrong to build around him. He's got that experience. Even Scott Robinson as well seemed to have more Scott the Robinson ball. changed the game for them. Yeah. He was fantastic when he came on. Fair play to him. I, I couldn't believe it was him because he's got that bleached blonde hair now. And no, I was like, that's barely, Scott Robinson. And he's barely played for Kelly. Like, yeah. I barely remember him leaving Livingston and then he yeah. went to Kelly. I swear he's been absent for ages. So He was Fair really play. good when he came on. But yeah, Kelly were very very poor I think it'll be just what I saw Liam Donnelly got brought off at, um, at half time and Craig Anderson of the Terrace podcast said that Liam Donnelly wouldn't even get into Kelly's team when they were in the championship last season that's how bad he was yeah I, I mean again talking to my dad who was obviously there I said what did you make of Kilmarnock and he said that they're probably the poorest team he's seen at Tynecastle in a good wee while that's do you go along that definitely yeah but in saying that, I mean, we were 2 0 up heading into half time. Yep. It looked to be one way traffic as commanding a first half since what? The Zurich game? Probably, yeah. Probably. Um, and Hearts would look to try and make it three. Andy Halliday went close with a right footed effort at the start of the second half. Halkett, Shankland, Devlin all involved, but a decent save from Walker. Um, but. Well, I wanted to touch on five minutes after that. I mean, we had the warning from Kelly at set pieces. They spun another huge chance as Dan Armstrong's free kick finds Joe Wright with a header, a free header. Gordon palms out to Ash Taylor, who skews his effort wide. Uh, up the other end, you had Michael Smith missing a good chance. Hearts again come forward. Mackay, Halliday exchanging a wee one-two. The right back then only slides past the post. Alex Cochran is next to slide one past the post. He was determined to get his name on the score sheet uh, after yet another corner. And then there comes a sort of crazy three, five-minute spell where Alan Power shoots wide. Christian Dodge was next to try his luck, but again, balloons over the bar. But they would pull one back on 73 minutes to set up a nervy final 20 minutes. An unmarked Ash Taylor slides beyond Craig Gordon after connecting from another... Dan Armstrong free kick. Fair to say that it'd been coming, but it's dreadful defending from us, McIver, isn't it? It's really poor. I want to, there's two things on that. One, they literally did that free kick twice in the game. Specifically, <laughs> the last one that you spoke about, where they really should score from it, where yeah. Gordon makes that good save close down at his near, um, near post. But I, I've praised him in this episode, so it would be unfair not to do the opposite. Barry McKay is the reason we give away that free kick because Cochrane plays a very simple ball to him. It's not in the highlights, obviously, because the highlight just starts at yeah. the, the free kick. Cochrane plays a really simple ball to him and Mackay does that thing that is frustrating where he just lets the ball come to him and starts to turn. But Yeah, that so he means, lets the ball do the work or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but the ball's nowhere near him yet, so whoever it is, the killer player just steps onto it, gets the ball, so Mackay just kind of kicks Clatters out of him and gives a really cheap foul so that was frustrating but as you say it is just really poor it's a really good ball I'll say that it's an excellent ball in but he's not bad that Dan Armstrong he's had a good season for Kelly he's, he's been right. kind of their main positive this season yeah. really um, 
we still should be doing better. It goes through everybody. It's a good finish for a centre half as well. I will say that. I know he's got but an absolute gift, isn't it? it, it yeah, it he's all the work's done for him yeah. with our defensive line. I will say this: we're, we're playing a high defensive line in set pieces, and my worry for that is is that justifiably Gordon is at the age where he's like, I'm not going to be able to rush out and claim a ball like that. So it's, it's not like, like 40 at the end of the month. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know if Xander Clark would be able to do that, but there is a massive gap between our defensive line and the goalie, so it means that one of two things has to happen. We either need to drop the line or tell Gordon, you're going to need to just start <laughs> rushing out and claiming stuff. And that's not that's not his forty. No, it's not it? at all. So, I'd rather we drop us, the want, line back. You want a bit. us to drop a wee bit deeper? Yeah, not like suddenly go. We'll just Aberdeen <laughs> just, it and just stand <laughs> just on the stay line. Stay on that six yard line. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just a couple. Of yards. I think we were out the box. I think it would be not all right if we were in the box slightly. Don't know. Do you think against the better side we come undone there? I yes, mean, obviously we definitely. do for this goal, but I mean, generally speaking, like they probably score a couple more given the chances that they had. Yeah, definitely. I think the first three kick that they missed in that second half, that's scored by most other teams. Yeah, I'll go along with that. Um, but up the other end, to our credit, Hearts look to seal the deal. Josh Janelli pulls one back for Shanklin from a wide angle. Mackay has an effort blocked by Joe Wright, which looked as though it was going to seal the deal. However, finally, we'd get the chance to do so. Lawrence Shankland heads on to Joe Wright's hand. <sighs> Yet another contentious VAR decision. Another handball. Um, it is a handball. Well, that's, uh, you've just literally nicked my question. How did you interpret the handball? It's definitely a handball. And this is one where I don't understand the controversy. Like, there's others that have happened in the week where I fully understand why people will be like, how's that a handball? This one I don't understand at all. What has happened in this moment is that Shankland has nudged Joe Wright and Joe Wright's went, I'll get a foul for this if I claim it. So puts his arm up, which you're taught not to do. Wait until the passage is gone and then appeal for it. Especially when you're on the edge slash in the box. It's crazy to be putting your hands that high. So all Shankland needs to do is go, if I get a touch on this, it's going on his arm. It was so funny being in the stadium for that VAR check because Graham Eason is on the tannoy going VAR is checking for a p- potential penalty with a handball and we're so used to that kind of taking a wee minute but Graham Eason goes VAR is checking for a potential penalty for handball VAR has given and it, the check was nanoseconds it was like it was really funny how it was like oh. yep definitely a handball um, not miss this pish for free <laughs> but that was it I just, I watch sports scene, and it when when Foster's speaking sense, you know there's yeah. a problem on that <laughs> that's couch, usually, right? That's turn off time. Yeah, Michael Stewart makes a weird point, going, "His arms in a natural position because he's naturally going to appeal." And it's like, well, by that logic, you could use that excuse for anything. They're like, just running round to their hands sky high, or going, "Well, naturally, someone's going to." 
half somebody because they want to stop them scoring. It's like, yeah, but it's still a foul with a red card. Like, just because it's oh. a natural movement doesn't mean it's Izzy's arm in a natural position. No, because it's up over his head. So it's it's definitely a penalty. Because it's in a... Well... His yeah, hand I mean, is in it, an unnatural position as a defender defending yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But is that just to support him because he jumps? No, because he jumps and then goes and puts one <laughs> right, arm okay. up. <laughs> okay. But Shanklin takes, scores, 3-1, game done. <sighs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> Would have been so hearts to wait four or five weeks to come back... Let's Kelly first half. There's only one team in the game, deservedly tunnel up in the ascendancy, cruising, albeit shite at marking set pieces, allow them back into the game to then piss away a two-goal lead. But thankfully, that was not the case. We're back, three points on the board, and massive considering obviously Aberdeen had dropped the points earlier on in the afternoon. A great win for us. Absolutely, and that goal took Shanklin to joint top yeah. goal scorer in the division. How do you rate his chances? Obviously, Cholak was out with a calf injury the other night. Don't Is know if he's starting yet. Is that why he wasn't yet. playing? Yeah, supposedly right, it's a calf okay. injury. And then obviously Miofsky had next to no service against Celtic, so obviously he wasn't going to bag. And Aberdeen didn't get their customary Pataudry penalty, so I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to actually see if the team is out yet. It's not out yet to see if um, Rangers will be playing Cholak. I think, listen, there's no way, you shouldn't doubt him just now, like he's doing it, he's he's, he's literally drunk top, he's also actually got two two assists on top of those, which is why in the actual board Ah, he's he's first. Right, okay. Because Cholak and Majowski don't have any. Obviously the assists get taken out of account. Yeah, So, so in 16 league games, Shankland has 13 goal contributions. Not bad for a championship standard striker. It's fantastic. I'm so I'm so chuffed for him as well because he seems to just be really having fun yeah. and enjoying it. Yeah. Quite quite right. It's a short career. Yeah. Enjoy your football while you can. He, he gave a shout out to Jordan at the end of the wee clip that he did. Have <laughs> well, you seen nice. that? No, I haven't seen that. It's when Jordan's on the pitch doing the things at the end and like Gordon's clapping and he goes to Shankland and Shankland goes, Yes, Jalen Films! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love the, the promo. <laughs> what how much Jordan has slipped him. Jordan, I know. <laughs> if he's listening to this, I'll definitely get a message. I hope he's slipping some good money, Jordan. Yeah. Um, but that was it. That was all that she wrote upon her return. Happy days. Off to Tanadice next. You mentioned Kelly and Dundee United. What are we thinking when we take on the Terrors? Well, I'm going for the first time ever to Tanadice on Christmas nice. Eve. Nice. So that's going to be exciting. All the hope is that I don't jinx it and all the games between Hearts and Dundee United don't stop being rubbish because yeah, they're good, all great uh, yeah, I hope but... I get to continue to see good games I will say the games at Tynecastle seem to be more interesting than the games at Tannadice but well, that's still, still like a ridiculously high bar considering there was that 2-all last season and the 2-1 and stuff like that where Liam Smith just scored an absolute raker oh, for no reason that was ridiculous yeah, and Sims came on, scored a raker as well in the latter stage goals. game. Really good yeah, goals exactly. Every game's class, basically. Um, so I hope that continues. Listen, if Dundee United haven't fixed their keeper situation, we'll be fine. 
I, and talking about Qatar, the left back impressed at Qatar as well. He's very. So good. that's what I was going to say. The problem is, is that they have him who actually did he get any team in the tournament? He got any I one thought, I saw, I team I saw in the that tournament. Off someday today. Yeah, he got any one of them. I know there's yeah. so many. Every publication has a different yeah, team yeah. in the tournament, but he got any one of them. Uh, very justified. He nearly scored goal of the tournament. If his goal had went, if there wasn't that block right at the end, Australia were my favourite team of the tournament. They were yeah, just great. They were great. Um, but listen, they're really struggling. They're really struggling. They have had the extra time off. It'll be interesting to see if they play a wee bit differently, considering Liam Fox has now had time to actually go right. This is what I want to do. Let's implement this. Will will players like Stephen Fletcher and Mulgrew and Ryan Edwards really kind of stand up to it? in terms of their experience will Dylan Levitt kind of remember who he is Can I hope not but there's no reason for us not to be confident except for the fact I'm going <laughs> there was me thinking you were going to have some festive fun up at Tannis, I, ho- I hope so I hope it's some festive fun but I'm going to go because it's me going we'll draw two each again that's it's not a disaster. It's not great. But it's not it depends a how it happens. If we're two 0 yeah. down and we nick a point, then it's amazing. If we're two 0 up and it finishes two two all, it's a disaster. It'll be that one. It'll be the. Last it one. will be that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Shanklin yeah. to score against his former side. I mean, you'd think so, but then Liam Smith scored against his former side last year, exactly. and it was an absolute world day. So we we yeah. don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But hopefully you. And all the other jambos that are making their way to Tannadice on Christmas Eve have an absolute blast, and hopefully we come back with three points. What's your score prediction? Oh, Christ, that was... He's trying to, he's trying ah, to yeah, get away a, with that. I hoping I'd escape there. No. Uh, two one hearts. I hope so. Two Very much hope so. I'd like a clean sheet, but I'll go two one hearts. Same. Anywho, the quiz tend off our Here return. we go! Is oh, it Christmas-themed? Uh, one of them one of them's Boxing Day themed I'll take that there you go so yeah to to obviously round off a return and just talking to the quiz we have a true or false a multiple choice uh, two bog standard questions where I need the answer and obviously the coveted who am I so Mr MacIver your first question is I also realise it's somewhat World Cup themed it's a bit of a mismatch this quiz so this is your World Cup question, and it's a true or false. Qatar 2022 saw the most goals scored at the World Cup with 172. But true or false, the previous oh. record was 171. So I thought the question was going to be, is that true? And in my head, I was thinking of 2010 purely because of the ball. Because the ball just like ah, did mental shit. Yeah, yeah. Only Diego Forlan could score with it consistently. But that's not the question. The question is, so 172 were scored. Is it true or false? So it definitely is, but is the next one 171? Yeah, true or false, the previous record was 171. So basically the question is, did Did Mbappe's last, basically last minute goal beat it? I'm going to go false because I think it will have been beaten by a couple. It is in fact true. One hundred and seventy one. Wow. So there you go. 
Bloody and now hell. 172, which is impressive considering all the nil-nil was right at the start, but a exactly. final to be expected, perhaps. Cameroon, Serbia with three all. <laughs> yeah. Spain so, battering Costa Rica. Was it Ga- Ghana, South Korea? Was that one of the games? South Korea played. Portugal, Ghana finished like it was like three two in the second and half. Portugal battering Switzerland six one as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So there you go. Oh. So zero for one. Good start. Hope it's I don't get start. in there. So that's, we like that. Um, Kelly knocked us out the League Cup at Tynecastle in August. But which Kilmarnock striker scored what proved to be the winning goal? Was it A, Ollie Shaw, B, no. Kyle Lafferty, no. C, Innes Cameron, yeah. or D, Christian Deutsch? It was Innes Cameron. It was. Well done. Yeah. Good. Glad you were paying attention. I was. <laughs> sad. At night, just sad, going, right, side. we're out of this cup again, are we? Header. It's, a, it's yeah. another year added to the yeah. collection. Exactly. I thought I could rope you in there. That's terrible for me. You must have been gutted that I brought that up during the show. Yeah, I was. As soon as I heard of this camera, I was like, bastard, he's done his own work. (laughs) (laughs) There's a wee wee Christmas gift for you. Thank you. It's much appreciated. (laughs) Um, Hart's last win against Kilmarnock at Tynecastle, as I alluded to earlier before the weekend, was a 4-0 victory in December 2016. But I want to know, Mr McIver, who bagged a brace in the game that day for Hart's? Okay, so I thought you were going to say who, who were all the goal scorers. Like I was you always very, do. very tempted to give you that, but I thought he'll go absolutely nuts. But it's Christmas, it. so you'll be nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. December 2016. Yes. So, Robbie's first spell. At that point, we've got Isma no, up front. Tell a lie. He'd left by this point. He had left by this coming. point. Right. Ian Cathro's Wait, had he? Cathro's tenure. Yeah, it was it was under Cathro. Did Robbie? I, remember I thought it. I thought Robbie left January 2017. No, it was it was, Ca- was Cathro that was in charge. I'm gonna check, but I'm. When was the Mu- was. when was the Rangers game where Robbie where Muirhead scored twice? Not November, no. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of like winter. I, I remember it being winter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. So, Cathro's team, but he's not had a window, so it is still Robbie's team. So. Isma's knocking about. Was yeah, one th- still th- This was Cathro's first win. Interesting. Um, no. Oh, I'm thinking of the Rangers game. Because Walker, I swear Walker scored twice in the Rangers game when we beat them under Cathro. But right. did he score twice? I can't even think of who the options would be. I don't think it's Robbie Muirhead, because Robbie Muirhead's like, finest hour was that brace against Rangers. <laughs> Um, Absolutely did. Yeah. I don't think it was like... Was Patterson even still here? Or was he hurt? But I think he would have got a brace. He got hurt against Kelly. I know that. In the one-all draw. Um, I'm going to go with Walker, although I think it's wrong. Well, Mr McIver. Callum Patterson opened the scoring. Fuck. Arno Jim added the second... Before a Jamie Walker brace. Yes! 4 0 win. Very good. My best mate. Well done. Get exactly. in. Yeah. Well in, Jamie. I thought I'd include your mate. So there you go. Good knowledge. What's that? Two from three. You're, yeah. you're redeeming yourself here. I made this too easy. Pissed yeah. off myself. It's Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> well, until we get to the Who Am I? Because I've oh, tried no. to make that as tricky It'll as I was. It'll be brutal. But before the Who Am I? Hearts don't have a Boxing Day fixture this year, but they did in 2021. 
Who scored the winner for the Men in Maroon against Ross County on December the 26th, 2021 in a 2-1 victory? It was at Tyne Castle. Oh, Ben Woodburn. It's the correct answer. <laughs> My mate in the quiz as well. <laughs> I remember Haring played an unbelievable ball because you couldn't. You, there was no fans. Because oh, we're in tier four. Should have put in who scored the opener. Do you know who scored the opener that day? Kingsley? I thought Woodburn had No, Michael close, Smith. But Michael Smith it was. Well done. Because I won money on it. Well I remember done, that. Go. It was really early. It was like four minutes in or something. Yeah, I think, yeah. Definitely in the first five. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Good knowledge, mate. Well right, done. three, three for, for four. four. I'll take it. As a, uh, as a base, what? I'll take yeah, it. At, at the very worst, you're coming out with 60% here. A, a solid B. That's, that's all you need. That's, yeah, that's, that's all good. you need. You've done well. But to cap it off and make it four from five, your who am I is. <laughs> right. I joined the Jambos after scoring 33 goals in 66 games for another European capital club. I gathered eight ca- eight caps in six years for my country, but didn't score for the national team. I scored a hat-trick on my first heart start, but left after amassing just two further goals in an extra 22 games, so five goals in 23 competitive games. And I'm nicknamed The Surgeon. <laughs> Who am I? Bloody hell. I'm right. going to get this man's Wikipedia up because I know yep. that you're going to ask questions. So let's just do that. Initially, I, this is wrong. So this isn't my guess, and I, I'm not, I'm going to disregard him. But my my initial thought went to Jankowskis, but I don't think he played for a capital city club. From when, I can't even mind who did they win the Champions League with. Postal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not Jankowskis because Jankowskis scored for Lithuania. Did you say they've never scored for the na- national? In eight caps, and yet well. They didn't and score for the national team. Jankowskis will have got more than eight caps as well. Right. Between what years did he play I for knew, us? I knew you were going to ask this <laughs> question. 2006 to 2009. Right. It's definitely no Jankowskis. It's the year after we win the cup. Or is it the January? Ah, good question, uh, McIver. Right. Well, to be honest, I can't remember. The only person I know we signed in that January was Mark Bertram. Um, so we wouldn't have signed somebody else and I've done Mark Burchill for your that was the last one we did so unless you've just had a mind blank and just went I'll go with Mark Burchill again let's go to Hatchet right what Mm -hmm. oh (laughs) no that's a stupid thinking the second question that's a stupid question to ask I'm not going to ask that go on it it doesn't count as your question but what were you going to ask yeah, this isn't my question, but I was going to ask what nationality he was. But I don't think that'll help me. Okay. Okay, we can leave that. Give me the clues again. I can't remember the last three. Uh, okay, so... I joined the Jambos after scoring 33 goals in 66 games for another European capital club. I gathered eight caps in six years for my country, but didn't score for the national team. I scored a hat-trick on my first heart start but left after amassing just two further goals in an extra 22 games, so five goals in 23 competitive games, uh, and I'm nicknamed the Surgeon. Who am I? Right, so he didn't play a lot. The only other name I've got is Pania, but I don't think it would have been, but I don't think Pania scored a hat-trick on his debut. Right, what clubs did he play for? 
Right, okay. Oh, crikey. Let's, oh, let's go. Right. <laughs> yeah, this isn't easy. So, Tervaret, HJK, Hearts, FC Toon, uh, HJK on loan again before making that a permanent move, Sydney FC, back to HJK, then SV Sandhausen, FC St. Gallen, IFK Mariham, uh, SJK VPS, HIFK, PS Kemi, AC Ulu, and OLS Ulu. Right, there's two things Where to take for that. Where he started his youth career. There you go. There's two things to take for that. One, he fucking loves HLK, or whatever it was. HJK. HJK. And secondly, I only know where Hearts and Sydney are. I don't know where any of those other clubs are. And the problem is, I can't think of any forward-type players slash midfielders from that time period that signed then. Do you, do you want me to tell you where these are all from? Tell me... No, because that's kind of cheating. Tell me okay, where the, it. tell me where the team he started his youth career is. But you can ignore everything else. Uh, they are a Finnish multi-sports club based in Ulu. Finnish? I think there's a load of folk that will get this now. It can't be Gudjonsson, because we've already had Gudjonsson, so it can't be him. But I can't think of anybody Who are you thinking? Bjorn Jonsson, who are you thinking of? Yeah, sorry. We've no had Jonsson, have we? And he's signed fucking no, a decade so. later. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I was going to do a We've had Eggy Jonsson. Yes. Yeah. He's He's been done. I know who I can picture his face now, and I have no idea what his name is. He was blonde. And I don't know what his name is. <laughs> that's the pro- that's gutting because I know what he looks like. He was tall and shit, and I'd let you, I know he what he talking. looks like. He was really bad. I want to say some like a name like Finn Bogason, but I doubt we ever had him. <laughs> <laughs> that boy's Icelandic that you're thinking of. I ah, Bogason. Ah, he is. I can I can literally picture him, but I you could give me. A thousand guesses, and I wouldn't know his name. So you're giving up, or are you just gonna? No, guess name? I'm going to try and think of the most Finnish-sounding name that I can think of. Right, okay. Watch him not even be Finnish. He's just started his career in Finland. I'm going to say, even though this makes no sense, because he never played for us. Good Johnson. <laughs> it's not Good Johnson. I'm absolutely shocked to hear it. Do you not remember the bloke that scored against Barca? Yeah, I do, but I can't remember his name. I'm literally, th- I was there when he did. It. Oh, is it fucking no? It's not Michaela, is it? Is it Michaela? Final answer. You hold Michaela. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I, I had to basically give you that there. I'm yeah, not sure that really no. counts, but you, you. To, in fairness, you did think of the guy. You just I literally I just, just couldn't his remember name. his fucking name. Yeah, six foot three. God knows why he's known as the surgeon, by the way. I tried to click that link and it's You also happening. I'm also saying right now, you did me there with you didn't include 
like a hint like he scored against a very big team or something or he scored no. in Hearts biggest attendance no. game ever no because then it's a gift that's then it's, a, it's an absolute gift I still wouldn't fucking did, remember I've, Michaela hold on a second I've given you enough gifts in the quiz as it is true right here's the question though do yes. I get the point for that because I remembered who he was and I remembered his name I think yeah, we leave I mean, it to the listeners. I think we do leave it to the listeners. I, I think we leave it to the listeners. Thing. So leave a comment down below if you're on YouTube. Does MacIver get that point? I mean, it means absolutely us. nothing in the grand scheme of things. Tweet us. Chuck it on the Instagram because we'll yeah. probably put out a Who Am I clip. Does yeah. MacIver get the point for you, Ho Michaela? Because it's if I do, thing. that would make it 6-2. Oh or 7-3. No, uh, you've got three. Uh, you've yeah, got three. I, I needed to go back and have a look at all these. I, I, will, I think it's. I'll get, I'll I think it's seven. It. If I get it, I think it's seven three. If I don't get given it, I think it's six three. Okay. Well, well, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll have a look for that for next week. Yes. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, okay. I'm hosting, so I'll do admin. Or some other saddle. If you, uh, like, if you if you've got nothing dad. to do, then you can go back. Yeah, Graham. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. mate. Yeah. Appreciate my dad it. Don't know. But anyway. Massive thank you for listening. We hope that you're glad we're back. I bet you've missed this. <laughs> Why? The ever. Exactly. But we've enjoyed it at least. We're glad we're back. And we hope that you have enjoyed this episode. If you have, please share it about on everything. If you've been listening to it, just on a podcast platform, please leave a review. That massively really helps us. If you've been watching it on YouTube to see our festive jumpers... Loving that. Adam shelling out for a brand he doesn't even like. <laughs> Leave a like, comment and subscribe on that. It massively helps. We're at Perth to Paisley on all forms of social media where you can tweet us, Instagram us, let us know if I get the point for the who am I. We're also Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over abuse about No, you're not actually getting that point. How dare you even suggest it? Adam, where can they get you on social media? Uh, you get me on all the socials to tweet me pictures of you, Ho Michaela, at Adam T. Kendall. What about yourself, mate? I am at DMcIver22. We'll be back next week to discuss all the fallout for the Dundee United game and preview St. Johnston. Oh, oh God. Love that. And the Derby. No, we won't. Yeah, yeah we will. Yeah, we can Yeah, we it. will. We can yeah, we will. Aye. So much stuff. We hope from both of us that you have a great Christmas, Boxing Day, you get all the hearts, calendars and annuals. And and that those that don't celebrate have a great day nonetheless. I was getting to that. You sorry. made it sound like I dare care about anybody sorry. else that doesn't celebrate sorry, Christmas. Sorry, sorry. See, where would, see, it wouldn't be a petty podcast come back without us arguing about something. So, something needless. Have a great festive period, whatever you celebrate. Happy and we'll holidays. see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Morajites! <laughs>